your source for cruise news and planning. From Royal to Disney, this is Rope Drop on Deck. Welcome to another Rope Drop on Deck. I am Doug McKnight here with Michelle McKnight. Michelle, it has been an absolutely crazy weekend, hasn't it? It has. For some reason, we decided to schedule two speech meets within 24 hours of each other. I think the first part of that is for some reason, we decided to coach a high school speech team. Probably, yes. And then and we're, we the noticed... head coach, you, yeah. decided to double book us. Yeah, and we were way too old to do back-to-back speech meets, but it was super fun. And congratulations, coach. Friday night, we somehow got fifth as a team. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that would happen. We did, yeah. And then Saturday, what happened after that? We got second as a team. So mind boggling. We brought home a plaque and everything. The school will just not know what to do with us. Yeah. They should I mean, put us in the Hall of Fame. I mean, honestly, that's right. the only. Two years ago, the speech team had two kids on it. Now Michelle has recruited it, built it up to 26 kids. Uh, I don't think Plattsmouth has won a plaque since like in at least 10 2008 years. 2008-ish. Yeah. So, yeah. So we are Bit excited of a and tired and... Yeah. And now they're going to expect it. I know. Ugh, so expectations. Oh, well. We had none of those. So that's what we've been doing. Also, um, just a little production note. If you hear squealing high pitched in the background, it's because Claire is watching the Grammys and Taylor Swift has already won one Grammy so far. So if there's another Grammy won by Allison, Taylor, Allison Swift, I almost said that in yeah. the wrong order. Um, there'll be, there'll be background noise and I'm not smart enough or good enough or care enough to edit it out. Yeah, that's a good disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And we have a fantastic show today. Super excited about our guests, which we'll get to in a minute. Because first, we have to do an Apple Podcast review. If you leave a five-star review for us on Apple Podcasts, we will read it on air. And I don't have to cry myself to sleep at night when we get them. So, And I don't have to listen to it. So. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a win-win then. Yeah. Listen to my crying, just to clarify, not the reviews. Right. Oh, yes. Crying. Yes. No, Doug's yes. crying. Sorry. All right. Word of the day. Nope. Thousandsville. That's not the word of the day. Well, it's not, but they. this is the title of the review. I don't know how to pronounce that. We're going to have to make that the word of the day next week, maybe. I don't know what that word means. We're going to have to look it up. Everybody's going to have to go look at our reviews now to see what I can't pronounce. They're just messing with me, really. I think so. Yeah. All right. And it's by Falling Leaves 3941. All right. Here we go. If you're a lover of the sea, you'll love the Word of the Day segment on their podcast. They are a fun pair to listen to, and you can practically see Michelle rolling her eyes in the tone of her voice. They crack me up all the time. I love hearing their cruise reports and what their kids are up to during the cruise. All right. Well, thank you very much for that special word of the day review. And Michelle, what does it mean? Well, do you want to say it? No, I want you to. You you define the words of words of the day, which we still have a word, but I define the word, but I don't say the word of the day. I don't. I still know how to say it. There's no pronunciation guide there. It's this Phil. I think it's Thalasville. Sure. Mm-hmm. Thalus file. It's a person who loves and is magnetically attracted to the ocean and the sea. Oh, it's right there in the title. Yeah. Of, or in the first line of their yeah. review. Wow, that's a smart review. Yeah. We have intelligent listeners. Yeah. Smarter than me. 
I also think it goes really well with our guest today. So. It does. Lovers of the Sea. So that's a great transition into our guest. And also another couple that loves the sea and another couple that podcasts about loving the sea. <laughs> it's all right there. The one and only DCL duo, Sam and Brian. Welcome to Rope Drop on Deck. Why, thank you. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. It's our first time on Rope Drop on Deck. So very excited. And I, I love that word of the day. Uh, that's awesome. We are lovers of the sea. So we are, what is it, thalophile? Sure. My pronunciation <laughs> is not what anybody should go by. <laughs> As you guys should know. You guys uh. should know. So, and... Thank you so much for taking the time to come on. One reason it's taken so long to come on is because you guys are very busy making your own show. And give us a little bit of your, your cruising background and what your show's up to these days. Yeah, so uh, we are big Disney Cruise Line enthusiasts, as I know you and Michelle are too, Doug. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, we started sailing Disney Cruise Line in, what was it, Sam? January of 2018. Correct. Yes, and we have now achieved Pearl status despite a pandemic on uh, Disney Cruise Line. So that says Impressive. something about how often we have sailed. Uh, and we're now starting to branch out into some other cruise lines. I sailed Royal Caribbean last year, and we've got a couple of Royal Caribbean cruises uh, this year. And trying out Virgin Voyages later this year, too. Um, be on the Treasure Maiden Voyage. So, yeah, we're really, uh, really excited. We love to cruise. We love to cruise. Yeah. Yeah. We love to I'm cruise, and our passion is definitely... Disney Cruise Line. And so that's what we primarily podcast about our own trips and other people's trips. And then we also like to cover adventures by Disney uh, because we feel like it's a comparable Disney luxury travel product. Look at that little segue into the show topic, Adventures yeah. by Disney. So in the, the thick of the show here, we're going to be talking about your Adventures by Disney River Cruise over in Europe and little bit of that and how it compares to ocean cruising. I can't wait to get into that. And your, your show is fantastic. If you haven't listened to DCL duo, you need to, as soon as this episode's over, <laughs> go hit subscribe and you'll get lots of content way more than this show where we sometimes just don't put out one <laughs> randomly <laughs> um, every now and then. I was pretty sick though. I was, there would have been no show. It would be most, mostly been me coughing. Yes. That would have been awful. I did give Michelle the option to record without me guys. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> See, Brian I give Sam, I give Sam Brian that option. No, I give. Yeah, he doesn't I give, give me Sam. the option. He tells me yeah. I'm recording. <laughs> he says, "Sam, I need you to record today without me. I'm sick." So that's what happens. Yeah, but Sam loves it. Sam loves it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's fun being the star. You know. <laughs> You're always the star, Sam. All right. Well, on to the word of the day. I scripted. I should have looked ahead at the review. That would yeah, have been right? smarter. A little yeah. more planning. Clearly, everybody now knows how much planning goes into reading the review. It's just like next on the list. Okay. Anyway, I have a word of the day and the word of the day, which is just one word this week, everyone. I did better there. Mooring. Hmm. So, mooring, Michelle. It means a place or object to which a boat or aircraft can be fastened. A device or line by which a boat or aircraft is moored. You can't use the word in the definition. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think... Sure. 
I think the problem is it's both a noun and a verb, right? Because vo- yeah, mooring right. is also the act of being moored, right? So like being attached to the dock. So that's probably yes. why they do that. But you're right. I, I think that's yeah. a terrible, terrible way to define something by using its own root. It's right. how I define things to my kids when they were little. <laughs> And like, they still get mad at you for that. Well, now I do it just to anger them. Yeah. Before it was to confuse them. Now it's yeah. to anger. But mooring, very important, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I like staying attached to the pier. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but we're usually snoring when we're mooring. Oh, gosh. Here it goes. <laughs> mooring is not boring. Was that the other one? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> So stay tuned, folks, for all the highbrow humor we will provide today. All right. Dad jokes for days. Dad jokes for days. All right. Let's get on to the news. The cruise news brought to you by backtothemouse.com. Go ahead and check out backtothemouse.com for all kinds of stateroom pictures, menus, fitness center photos. People love those for some reason. I hear they get lots of clicks. Anyway, backtothemouse.com. All right. Our news for today. We have two news items. They're very, very, very exciting. Maybe. All right. One is an unlikely Florida port enjoys a surge of cruise traffic. And what port you might think in Florida is booming, growing by 183% in 2023? The port of Palm Beach. So who that that on their radar? So Palm Beach grew by 183% thanks to... Jimmy Buffett. So that's oh. the port where the Margaritaville at sea sells out of, and it single-handedly increased cruise traffic 183%. The other cruise line that uh, uses the port is a much smaller yacht type of cruise line, like a 100-passenger size uh, uh, cruise line. So it's mainly the Margaritaville at sea paradise. That's the name of the ship. Uh, cruises out of there on two night excursions between Palm Beach and Freeport, Bahamas. So maybe someday I'll go out of that port. I'm looking forward to. It. I gotta sail on it someday, Michelle. How I? many people yeah. sail on that that ship? Or oh, that's a great question. It's somewhere in uh, one thousand six hundred and eighty. Oh, so, so small. Not for... a huge ship. Yeah. Not a huge ship. Um, but yeah, not not a hundred people like all that was cruising out of there before. Oh, the Sea Dream. Um, Yacht Club is the other cruise line that uses the port. So, but they just built a new building before Margaritaville started selling out there. So they're like, we can host others. That's what the article kind of basically. <laughs> it's like, hey, come on over. And so we'll see. They're 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 looking for suitors. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody's in the business, there you go. Uh, Palm Beach. That's that made our news. Didn't have that on the radar. All right. The next news item. Carnival Cruise Line reveals details on their new private destination, Celebration Key, coming out in 2025. There was a video released. I don't know if anyone else here on this panel has seen the video. Have you? I have not. No. A whole bunch of... It's Carnival, guys. I'm not shocked between the three of you. (laughs) Uh, I, however, have watched it. And can I just say... So, I think... Perfect Day at Coco K is kind of the gold standard right now for what a private destination can be. You got beach, you got water park, you got shopping, you got food, you got now you have the adult area finally, um, which looks fantastic. Um, let's just say Carnival went like, we see what you're doing and we shall steal it. And so, 
it looks pretty amazing. Their water tower or water slide tower is a sandcastle um, right in the heart of the island in two gigantic pools. Um, I believe they'll be the largest pri- uh, freshwater lagoons in the Caribbean. Um, so uh, lots of cabanas, lots of different options. One half of the lagoon is family friendly. The other half is supposed to be adults where swim up bars, DJ, all that sort of stuff. So um, it looks can fantastic. The, can you see the tap to pay attached to the individual lounge chairs or is that, uh, <laughs> That's is that where a pre-cruise add-on? Coins. <laughs> 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 it's all as you get there um no that will be the interesting part and they say nothing about what's included what's not included like there's a zip line i'm sure it's not free yeah right it's not free it's not on royals either yeah right so but will there be an adult area that costs money like at coco right like where disney serenity bay is nice and free yes Although it's wait, the adult beach. area at Coco is not free. Wait, yeah, you have to no. buy a pass yeah. into the into the beach club oh. area. Yeah, but yeah. it's very not much not just a beach, uh, yeah. like pool. There's cabanas with their own splash pool, like infinity pool, swim up bar, DJ. Like it's it's a vibe more mm-hmm. where Serenity is like, hey, here's a beach where you're not going to be bothered by anybody's kid. by kids. Yeah, right. And then guess what? Your food has a steak at it, right? Um, but hideaway at Coco looks fantastic. I don't know if we'll if we go there without kids. I don't know that we would do it because we really like our chill cabanas. Yeah, because mm. we're chill. We are chill. No, <laughs> Super not chill. chill. Michelle, hey, we've I we've shared a cabana with you before. You are chill. You're very You're chill. We had cabana. no choice. There was no electricity that day. That's true. <laughs> And the cell tower has was fried. Yeah, That's there was right. nothing. That was that was. Uh, but yeah. uh, two ships can um, can dock simultaneously at Carnival's new um, celebration key. The pier from the pictures looks a lot like Coco. Oh, like yeah. almost identical. Like they've got they, the different colors. They, and then it's they, pretty crazy. One thing they do have in this picture that Coco doesn't have is you see this other little dock where there'll probably be excursion boats. Where I don't know where they do that with. I don't know. Coco, right? Yeah. Um, this. Yeah, it, it looks like it has all the things you could ever want, but the bigger pool. But Carnival, Michelle, do you book a lot of Carnival? I book zero Carnival. Okay. No. Like, first <laughs> enough to go to this island, you have to sail on a Carnival ship, which I the do not. The newest one might be something. Yeah, it might be. But the customer service is not like Royal or Disney or Celebrity or Norwegian. So, yeah, yeah, that's okay. all I got to say about that. Enough, enough said. <laughs> our, our our kids, since they were little, have always made jokes about the rust and stuff. Like it wasn't learned from us. They're just they think they're funny to begin with. Which we I don't we know joke about not. it all the time. Well, I mean, it's one of the first things our our friend who got us hooked on Disney cruising. We were standing cabanas and that carnival ship that had the you know the funnel catch fire. It was like oh. in 2018, and he was like, "Look at that." dirty dirty carnival ship over there just look at that rust <laughs> dripping down it's like our ship will never look like that so yeah true story because it's painted darker that helps <laughs> <laughs> no the royal does a lot a lot better with 
upkeep and i mean the older we were just on you don't see the rust and things like that well since covid royal has done a lot better job Before taking it, care of their ships it, it seems might, like yeah i agree i don't know why but right, we should like probably it. move on let's we talk should. river cruising that's why you're here i can't <laughs> yeah. wait to hear about this i haven't listened to your trip report on your show on purpose i haven't either which has been really hard to do to yeah. not listen um i had to like I saw the it pictures. started a few times and I had to yeah. like keep like, nope, nope, you're not playing that one. Stop. <laughs> like, you know, it's just like you finish a show and it just auto goes yeah. and like, stop it, Apple. Stop it. Not listening. I should have just deleted it. But then I was worried I'd delete it. Okay. Anyway, river cruise. You guys went on a river cruise over the holidays. Why and where? So we had had a number of folks on our show. I think well, at least two guests come on our show and talk about river cruising and in particular doing a christmas markets river cruise in europe which is what we did um we love visiting europe like so it's always been a dream of mine too to visit europe in uh the holidays or during the holidays and so after hearing these other folks and how much they were talking up river cruising at christmas time and then you know they're also talking about adventures by disney and we wanted to try adventures by disney love cruising so we just decided we got to go for it. We got to try Christmas markets, river cruise. Now, interestingly enough, we booked this right before or during, or is it right before the pandemic that we booked this? Yeah, it was, it was right before. Well, or during, right before. During, because um, they had oh, that oh, weird policy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And we had to bump it out like once or twice because it got canceled, I think, the first year it was supposed to happen. And then we moved it the second year. And so we finally had it happen this year. Uh, and yeah, I thought it was an amazing experience um definitely some like pros and cons to it but overall i think we really liked it yeah and i would say we we also just like wanted to try small ship cruising as brian mentioned we had some folks on our show who had been on adventures by disney but we also had had folks who'd been on some of the other river cruising lines some folks who'd been on expedition cruising and just the idea of being on a ship with a lot less people, a lot smaller sort of environment just seemed like something we needed to at least try and see if we liked it since we love large ship cruising so much. We figured, you know, this is a different experience and, you know, maybe we'll hate it. Hopefully we'll love it, but we'll get to see, you know, some parts of Europe while we're on the ship. And for us, that was like, you know, really easy, easy sell. Um, we also love the idea of travel where you don't have to schlep all of your stuff with you, right? Like that's just a one part of travel that I could, Michelle's if I could, a big fan. yeah, if yeah. I could give up the schlepping my, my suitcase from like hotel to hotel or through trains or buses or whatever, um, I absolutely do whenever I can. And so cruising in general is, is that, but river cruising in Europe just seemed like so much of a smarter idea because on large ships you're you tend to be far away from some of the major cities because not all of the major cities are port cities right or not mm -hmm. near water whereas in river cruising the idea is you're going like through the cities that are on the river or through the towns that are on the river and then you just kind of visit the areas near the river well that but was the idea that was but the Paris idea. Paris is on a resident, but it says Paris is a port. <laughs> <laughs> it works. It works for Paris. It actually worked really well for Budapest. I'd say all the other stops on our river cruise, we ended up getting bussed, you know, 
a half well, hour, 45 minutes, a couple not, of hours away. Yeah. Not that far for Vienna, Brian. Not that far. There's a couple of the places we went we were, were a little bit further, um, but they were certainly closer than like the two and a half hours or whatever you're taking mm. from Le Havre to Paris, Paris for example. Yeah. So in general, you're closer in. Um, I will also say there's no rough seas on a river cruise. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's a in big... fact, we were only a couple days. We were actually sailing on the river while we were awake. So, <laughs> yes. like most of the time, they would just reposition the boat overnight, and so you'd, yeah. you'd go to bed in one city and wake up in another city, and you didn't even know you, know, you never felt it move. Way. Yeah, it's a great way to travel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when you were deciding to take the cruise, what part, like, did how what how much did the ABD part of it, the Adventures by Disney, factor into what you chose? It so was I, I, huge. Yeah, I think that was a huge part of it for us right now because of our son. I mean, at the time we booked it, he was probably seven turning eight. Now he's 10. And so for us, the ability to bring him on the cruise and know that there would be the adventure guides available and, you know, that they would do some kids activities. Also, super clutch that they would let three people and stay in a stateroom uh, because most yeah. of the river cruise boats, you know, it's a max of two mm-hmm. in a cabin. In fact, I think yeah. Ama, even when they're sailing the Viola without ABD, restricts those cabins that sleep three to two, uh, from what I can find. And so, wow. you know, to be able to go as a family on like a Viking or an Ama outside of taking adventures by Disney would mean we'd have to book two cabins for the three of us. And that's when it becomes, I think, really cost prohibitive because these river cruises are, I think, more expensive than uh, ocean cruising or can be more expensive than ocean cruising. Yeah. Well, and the other the other aspect of that is, um, Adventures by Disney is known for being a kid-friendly tour company. That's the best way I can describe yeah. it, or family-friendly mm-hmm. tour company. And river cruising in general is not known for being family-friendly. It really isn't. It's generally an adults-only crowd. Maybe you know teenagers or young adults um, might be brought with their parents and their grandparents. There is still a multi-generational aspect to river cruising, on other lines like Viking or on AMA. So just to give the background, Adventures by Disney actually um, has basically a contract with AMA Waterways. So all Adventures by Disney river cruises are on an AMA Waterways vessel. Um, And AMA and Viking are sort of the two large competitors in the American branded river cruising space. So they're the ones who cater to most American passengers, even though they sail over in Europe. I think it goes. So, it's even it's even tighter than that, Sam. Ama and Disney collaborated on the design of I think it was two ships that they operate, where they've made the rooms large enough in some cases to accommodate three, and so really they're sailing on two Ama waterway ships. Ama, Ama yeah. has a much larger fleet. In fact, they have a very interesting ship that I'm dying to go on. I think the Ama um, Magna or teaser. something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. a double wide river cruise ship, and so it's huge. And the staterooms are supposed to be big, and then we're dining and all this stuff. But anyway, hmm. uh, yeah, the ABD partnership is is very tight with Ama Waterways, which yeah, um, yeah. And we knew they would have you know kid friendly excursions, kid friendly activities on board. Now there, there's no kids club. Spoiler alert: when we're talking about ship to ship comparison. These ships, I won't go into all of the amenities yet, but they don't have the same amenities that a large ship cruise um, does, and they don't have a kids club, but they do have activities on board that are geared towards, you know, families and entertaining uh, both adults and, and kids together. So we really knew, you know, going with our son, 
his first trip to Europe, we needed to do something that was going to be um, geared towards, you know, us as a family and not just geared towards adults. And that was definitely, yeah, that was definitely a big part of choosing ABD. Yeah. I mean, our first time we took the kids to Europe, the back half of it was a Disney cruise. Mm-hmm. Right, and there was people that kind of gave us static about that, like, "Oh, you're not really going to Europe." Like, "Oh, they plenty went to Europe." Like, yeah, but they knew where the chicken strips were when they got back on the ship if they were hungry because we made them try food in port. Yeah. Right, so it made it a lot easier to do. I'll say it wasn't quite what we expected for. I mean, he was a tro- so Nathan was a trooper, like did really really well, but it was a lot more walking than I imagined it was going to be for him. Uh, I think at the end of the day, he rated the cruise. We asked him how much he liked it on a scale of one to 10. And he initially gave it a six and then he upped it to a seven. Uh, but that was as far as he was going. Seven, seven and a half. half. Seven and a half out yeah. of 10. Yeah. Well, Lonnie gets a 10 out of 10 out of him. So that's, you know, that's the comparison. So, yeah. 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 You went on a cold, cold cruise. <laughs> yes. There was co- coats yeah. involved. Yes. So, yes. Winter yeah. coats and, and yeah. gloves. And it was very cold. But this kid also just loves to just swim in a pool and hang out. Um, and so for him and and like hang out and, you know, play on his iPad or something like that. So he th- this was out of his comfort zone for sure. Yeah. You know, running nice. around Europe for seven days. Well, you mentioned your room. Uh, why don't you tell us a little more, uh, just a little bit about the room itself? Yeah. So, so they're quite the room small. Is, yeah. I would <laughs> say the room is mu- much smaller than something you're going to find on Disney Cruise Line. So it basically has a bed. It had a chair in it that was in um, what they call a French balcony, which is just kind of an enclosed balcony part of the room where you could like sit in the chair and look out the windows. Um, that chair actually pulled out like a pull out couch. It was fascinating, oh, okay. but it was like a, it was like a twin bed <laughs> that pulled out of this chair. Ah, it was a really narrow twin. very Not narrow, a twin. very yeah. small, so narrow twin. No, no adult would be comfortable in that bed. Um, and then it Bay had Lake like, Tower has one of those, right? Bay Lake Tower. Yeah. Bay yeah. Lake Tower does. Yeah. yeah. Similar bedroom. to yeah. that. Okay. And then it had a desk area, uh, that actually, interestingly enough, they had like an iMac set up on, which was your TV and you could browse the internet because internet was included. Some, you know, some storage space, some closet space, which was, you know, perfectly adequate for a week long cruise and then a bathroom. Um, and then there was a balcony, you know, an external, like an outdoor balcony space, but, a very compact room. Every space was kind of utilized to its fullest extent. Um, so, you know, it's the first time we've been on a cruise where we felt like we're stepping on each other because the room did not have a lot of extra space to sit someplace. Uh, but overall, I mean, you weren't in the room except at night to go. Like, you'd get back to the ship, maybe change, you know, your shoes or something for dinner, and then, you know, you're back into the... Um, uh, what the the sort of common space, the lounge, lounge area for yeah. drinks, and then you're at dinner, and then you're back in the lounge for a show, and then you're in your room for sleep, and then you're up again early the next morning. So, the room was perfectly comfortable to just sleep in and have a place to get cleaned up, and you know all that sort of stuff. But much smaller than an ocean cruise, space was sort of perfectly utilized. Yeah, yeah, very efficiently laid out, but not a place you would want to spend a lot of time like sitting around and relaxing because there really there was no couch right so if you were sitting you were sitting in the the single chair that was Nathan's bed or on our bed and and there wasn't much room on either side of the bed either and it was a long um kind of narrow uh a bathroom with just a shower so no bathtub 
um, you know, this was a regular room. There were, I think, some handicapped accessible rooms. I'm sure those are bigger and have wider doorways. But this was really, it was a tight, efficient uh, use of space. Yeah. And if anyone is listening and they like the sound of that room, um, they were in a category AA, um, which is a French and outside balcony. So. Yeah. You feel like I think that was the category we had to book to book to, to accommodate three, if I'm remembering correctly. It like, was. Yeah. 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 You had all ones, the choices. The lower ones that don't <laughs> have the balconies. And, and they're like, or just and have half of the balcony. You're here. Don't, yeah. don't sleep three. So, mm. yeah. Let's, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Some of the bigger suites on board, because after we got back, I was like interested in looking at different, some of the bigger suites that they have on these, these uh, river cruise ships, they only accommodate two people. Like it's got a couch. And a living space and a bedroom, but they only want two people sleeping in it. I'm like, can we get a pull-out couch so like four people could sleep yeah, in this room? Right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, they don't want to sell it that way. They just nope. don't want you. <laughs> All right. So back to the ship. So you mentioned the common area, the dining room. Like, kind of, what's the ship like? Is there a walking path up top? Is there lots of sun deck? Is there a pool? Is there a hot tub? What do we got? What are we working okay. with here? So let's start from the top deck. So the very top deck is an open deck, right? There's there's mm -hmm. lounge chairs up there. There is a pool up there. There was not a hot tub, so just a pool. I believe it Did was. Did they a have water in it? Yes, yes there was water okay. in it, and it was, it was heated. heated. You could oh, you okay. could tell because there was steam coming up from it, and I say you could tell. Because we didn't go in the pool because it was very <laughs> cold outside. But there was a dad who took his daughter into the pool uh, once or twice. Yeah. Yes, there was. Um, so on that top deck, there was also a uh, like a tic tac toe board thingy, and there what, a chess what was set. the other game? A chess there was set. A chess set. Right. There was a chess yeah. board, sort like a, of like, like a. a Human-sized chess set, okay. almost. Kind you of know, thing. like yeah. wizard's chess, not that yeah. big. But <laughs> and there was a there was a walking track, but there were limitations on when you could walk or run around the track in the morning because uh, people would hear your feet on the deck uh, uh, in the rooms uh, below. Yeah. Uh, and the yeah. rooms so below were the, the high-end rooms, so they were like, "Don't do it, or we'll come up and you know." tell you you have to knock it off alden would be like you got to catch me first yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's only so there's only really like three decks basically of the the ship so that's that's the top deck so not counting the top deck i guess and, that's and tons of fourth deck. tons of lounge chairs up there and some yes. spaces that they can cover or uncover so it'd be a great place not at christmas time to go sit and watch the river go by as you're sailing but it was way too cold for us to be up there for any appreciable length of time. Yeah. Yeah. And actually on one of the other Amish ships that had um, moored up next to us, uh, basically they were Ooh, tied nice. there. Let's say I'm using the word <laughs> nice. of the day. They were actually moored to our ship because that's how they do it in river cruising. Like when They you call have... it rafting. 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 That's right. So you have Muddy more than mountain. one ship in port. You don't, uh, they don't go like, well, sometimes if the, if the port is big enough, they will, will go one behind the other. But generally speaking, they're, they're not. And all of these river cruising vessels are quite narrow. So they actually tie up right next to one another. And so guests from the ship next to you will walk through your lobby to get to land. It's very odd, but it's a very cool experience. And we got to do it where we were the ship closest to land. And we also got to do it where we were we were uh, rafted next to another ship. So we were further into the river and we had to like walk through theirs. But one of the other Amish ships had an entire um, rack of bicycles on the top deck. So some of these river cruises will actually do include bicycle tours as some of the excursions. Ours did not, I think because it was an adventures by Disney. Yeah. And so all the excursions the were planned range, by. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. All the excursions are planned by ABD. But to, to go back to Doug's question about the ship itself, you board yeah. the ship into a lobby. It's not an atrium. It's a lobby. It has like one desk that's manned by, you know, like a couple people. Yeah, the purser and maybe somebody else. Um, it's on like, I would call it deck one and a half or two and a half. Two and, forget, a half. How, two and a half. Two and a half. And yeah. so if you're facing away from the desk, you've got all of the rooms basically going outward from the front of the ship to the back. And you've got three decks of rooms, but the lobby sits kind of in the middle. Just off the lobby, you've got a big lounge space. And that's where basically everyone hangs out during the day in the lounge. It's got a small bar, piano, lots of seating. Um, They can pull down a projection screen and play movies and TV and stuff on there. But basically people just hang out in there. One deck below right beneath the lounge is the dining and kitchen. And so there's actually like a staircase directly up from the kitchen to the lounge because they'll set food out up there for breakfast and snacks and things like that. And then down below is the dining room. Dining room is big enough to accommodate everyone on board. There's only one seating of dining. Uh, so you've got the dining room. They have a very tiny fitness center on board. I think it had like maybe two treadmills in it and some weights. Um, they've got a room where they can do massages, but it's not a full spa on a ship like this. Uh, so, you know, they, they did do some or offered some onboard massages. Uh, they did have a fitness trainer on board uh, who was kind of made fun of throughout the cruise because everyone's like, oh, yeah, we'll go see that guy for early morning crunches. Uh, so that <laughs> didn't happen. And then the only other sort of common space is on the very back of the ship, they have a chef's table. And so uh, when you sail with Ama and on this ABD cruise, every passenger can go to the chef's table for one night of the sailing. And so it's a very small restaurant. It has a different menu than whatever they're serving at main dining meant to showcase kind of the, you know, the chef's talents. It's a price fix or actually it's included, but it's a set course, multi-course menu with wine pairings. Uh, We can talk about that more if you want, but that that's the other common space. And that is it. And, you know, the idea is the ship is docked in a major city or a city usually. And so if there's an amenity that you need that's not on the ship, you can probably go find it in the city during the day. Uh, And so that's, yeah, that's kind of thing. And these ships dock for a lot longer period of time than an ocean vessel is going to dock at one of its ports. So uh, in some cases, overnighting in the same port. So Well, and one interesting thing I thought, well, at least I thought was funny is like there's like the bathroom so you have your own bathroom in your stateroom but then there's like common bathrooms but they're literally there's like two stalls there's one men's and one's women women's and then there's one um you know single stall those are both single stalls and then there's one single stall like by the chef's table at the very back of the ship so that's it so there's like three public restrooms but on to the be whole fair <laughs> to be fair the ship only holds 155 people well, we I had think 155 yeah i think it holds around 160 and something. you can get anywhere on the ship in two minutes like yes. there's the, the ship is back this is not big right, right. you yeah. can go back to your room to use the bathroom it's really not a big deal yeah, for, yeah. even from dinner yeah okay so going into like the actual ports, actual cities that you visited, like, what, what are some highlights from this specific cruise that you did? Yeah. Oh, I know one so, highlight. I know one highlight right off the bat. Well, I'm well, going to, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. Wait, wait, no, let's, <laughs> give, let's, give, let's give a very quick overview of the itinerary, Brian. Sure. Okay. So we, we were supposed to leave from Vilshofen, Germany, but the river level on the Rhine was, was it the Rhine or the Danube? On the Danube. Right? I always, I always Brian, forget these, the these Danube. Danube. 
the river level in the Danube was actually too high. So unlike over the summer where the river level was so low, low yeah. uh, it was actually too high. And so the ships couldn't fit under some of the bridges and some of the docks were completely washed out, including at Vilshofen. So we were supposed to leave from Vilshofen, but they bust us to a city just south of what was supposed to be our first port stop, which was Krems. And, or not Krems. Uh, no, near Passau. Passau. Yeah. Passau. And so they bust yeah, they us there. They bust us to Austria. So we we started yeah. in Munich. We all were at a, a, a hotel in Munich, and that was where the essentially the meetup point was. Yeah. And they were going to be, be busing us to the ship in Vilshofen. Instead, they bust us to the ship in Austria. Yes. I can't remember the name of the, the town. Yeah. And but so, basically, yeah, we... our stops were in Germany, Austria, and Hungary. We went through... Remind me of the the country, Slovakia, 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 Slovakia. I couldn't remember which one it was. Not Czechoslovakia, Slovakia. Yeah, we didn't stop in Slovakia, but we went through those four countries. Um, And so, yeah, so we had uh, stops. The the major cities that we sort of were in, not on the ship, was first Munich. And then in Austria, we were in Vienna. And in Hungary, we were in Budapest, which is where we ended. And of course, we hit multiple sort of small towns in between. Well, and we also, Um, we visited Salzburg and we visited uh, Passau, which is not not an insignificant city either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll I'll let Brian tell you the highlights because I oh. I know they're the same. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the I'll give one highlight. The biggest highlight I think we had because Nathan loved it. We loved it. We'd heard about it from a guest on our show who said you have to do it if you're going, and it was offered, and so we did it. Was the salt mine outside of Salzburg? Uh, so Salzburg Salz means salt, and so Salzburg is the city built of salt, not the substance, but the money that they made from mining all the salt uh, in and around the area. And they do a salt mine tour, which um, when I heard of it first, I was like, I'm always joking, like back to the salt mines for work. And right, and yeah. so I was like, how fun this can be. It, this was so fun. Uh, it, it was a mix of education, some fun, like almost attraction like experiences and just like just fun interactivity with like exhibits and things like this. And so basically we showed up, we ride this like mine train into the mountain, right? And when I say mine train, like imagine like sitting astride like a log or something that's on being pulled by a train, like that's how you're getting in. Ride into the mountain, we get off, there's exhibits as we go. We at some point have to take two of these miners slides further and further down into the mountain, uh, which they're not regular slides. They're like two rails that you sit on and you sit as a family and you kind of lift lift your feet up and you go sliding down. There's a river or not river. There's a lake in the middle of the mountain and they have a boat ride over the lake. And so like the whole time we were like, this is like seven dwarves mine train and pirates of the Caribbean and like all these things. And the adventure guides are just having a blast. Uh, like we get on the boat tour and our adventure guide in the back, Danny, who was fabulous, was like, dead men tell no tales. And so it was it was just great. Nathan had a fabulous time. We ended up like something like 23. How, how deep did we get? And Nathan was quoting it to us all the time. I, I honestly, I, I think it was uh, 230 meters or something. Yeah, I mean, if, uh, deep yeah. into this mountain. And, and yeah. as we were going, we we're posting this stuff and people are asking, well, how you got you got in in such exciting way? How'd you get out? And I'm like, well, that's less exciting. They have an escalator that kind of takes you back up to yeah. the top of the mountain. It's like the escalators <laughs> but, at Universal Studios yeah. in uh, yeah. in Hollywood. It's like yeah. these crazy, really steep escalators. And oh, and I forgot the best part. You you cross the an international border 
in the middle of the mountain. And so uh, there's a uh, one of the oldest treaties I guess they have in Europe was between Austria and Germany that allowed the Austrians to mine the salt out from underneath Germany if the Germans could, you know, log in the forests in Austria. And so uh, they actually just have like a marked off section where you cross from Austria to Germany, no border patrol because you can't get out on the other side but um and then you cross back and so it was just nathan had a blast i remember he tucked a rock into his pocket from 230 meters or whatever and brought that rock home and it's like his favorite souvenir Uh, so he had fun we had fun so for me that was like a huge highlight part of the reason it went from six to 7.5 was that was that tour so yeah yeah Yeah. clearly salt does it <laughs> we've, met we've met Nathan. I, we know he's very honest. I'm sure yes. he's calculating. Yes. The so I believe him. Yeah. <laughs> he he re- really also liked um, being a, sort of a volunteer chef at one of um, at this palace, uh, also in Austria, where he got to help um, make some apricot jam. And so he just thought that was the coolest thing because he was the one actually like stirring you know, the jam. And so anything where there's like kid participation, he's all about, right. Where he gets to be kind of, you know, the star and, and help. Uh, so that was also, that was also a highlight, even though it was just like basically a cooking demonstration. (laughs) Well, Nathan loved, we had two opportunities to ice skate one before the cruise in Munich at their Christmas markets. And then, uh, another one in Vienna. And he just had a blast doing that. Um, I think the other, uh, two big highlights, at least for me, one was sailing into Budapest. The, the Some of the cities we docked at were tiny towns and we'd be bused to other places. But in Budapest, you actually sail right into the river uh, or right through the river that cuts the town in half. So Budapest is actually, there's a Buddha side and a Pesh side. It's actually two cities that merge together. Okay. And so you are parked like right on the river in the middle of the city gorgeous sights as you're sailing in. I highly recommend if you're going to visit Budapest to take a river cruise to get that yeah. kind of scene as you sail in. It was amazing. And then, I mean, the the last star of the shows here are the Christmas markets. So, I mean, I don't know, Sam, if you want to talk about some of the Christmas markets we visited, but yeah. that was kind of the whole reason behind taking this cruise yeah. is to visit these Christmas markets. Yeah. So all of the cities in Europe really have, you know, dozens of Christmas markets in every major city has, I would say, probably at least a dozen different Christmas markets. And when I say that, I don't mean they have like one shop. I mean, every plaza basically is filled with booths that are selling, you know, either sometimes, you know, really commercial stuff made in China and other times they're selling like local artisan crafts, whether that are, you know, Christmas ornaments, um, uh, glue wine, which is like a mold wine drink or glue beer or, or punch or kinder punch. Kinder punch is the kids version. So the non-alcoholic version, uh, they also will have like, you know, hot chocolate. You can have spiked hot chocolate. I mean, they literally, their culture is, it is normal to be drinking like a hot alcoholic beverage, you know, in public in the middle of a plaza while you're shopping for, you know, Christmas presents for your family. Gotta stay warm. Right. Well, you got to stay warm. That's right. That's right. And, and we, you know, we got to visit a ton of Christmas markets. One of the things that we were a little bit surprised by with this, um, cruise was there wasn't an excursion that was like focused on the Christmas markets more. It was more Mm -hmm. of like, whenever we had free time, they would sort of tell you, okay, like here's a map and here's like the, the largest Christmas markets. And we, you know, we recommend of these, you know, 10, we'd recommend if you want to go to like these two are probably the best or these three are the best. So 
it was more um, the Christmas market discovery was more on our own time than any kind of organized tour. With one exception, we did go to one in um, in the woods in Germany. This was actually quite cool. We went like to this deep in the woods. Sketchy. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it sounds it sketchy because you you'd think you'd run into a wolf or something there because it was like totally this crazy like treetop. Um, you you know woodsy area and it was um, called the treetops market yeah and and in the summer they do yeah in the summer they they do do ropes ropes obstacle courses yeah Yeah. so it's it's like an adventure place in this in nice weather but it was set up as a christmas market in the middle of the woods and they've got these like little burning fireplaces everywhere so that you can like stand by them and keep warm but it was a and we were there for too long um but it was a very cool christmas market it was very beautiful i mean in the middle it was in the middle of snow i mean there was snow all around us and we're at this like wooded christmas market so very that was a very cool experience the the other thing i'll say about the christmas markets the hot beverages like the glue wine and the you know the punches and stuff like people collect the cups so that's like a souvenir that people get when they visit the christmas markets they collect the mugs that they get when they drink so when you buy the drink you have to put down a deposit on the cup and if you return the cup get the deposit back but if you keep the cup that was the price of the the cup mm-hmm. for your drink yeah yeah so yeah and they're usually like between three to five euro for the mug itself oh, yeah. Yeah. so it's not bad. yeah not an expensive souvenir. not like a twenty dollar <laughs> no. mug in no, no. yes and not like not your twenty dollar one on my desk or your twenty dollar yeah. baymax sipper that i'm looking at brian over my shoulder right now <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually the pork might be closer to 40 yeah. yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Long time ago, many yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> so that that sounds fascinating. Did you spend time in Budapest? Or wait, at the end, right? That's where you ended. We, we ended we there, had so an we overnight. Yeah, we had an overnight. We left Budapest. Okay. Uh, we left Budapest the the day that we got off the ship uh, because we were insane and flew to Hawaii. Um, so, <laughs> but, yeah. but you had time in Budapest <laughs> yes. the day before then. Okay, yes. so you Correct. really didn't have to. Yeah. Correct. I mean, we had Budapest. A full day. Budapest tops my list of places that I want to go back to after experiencing gotcha. the city. It it was not what I imagined it was going to be, and. It was one of my favorite stops uh, on the cruise okay. all up. Uh, so, yeah, we we spent the day in Budapest. We visited like a big central market hall that they have. Yeah. Um, things are very inexpensive, I would say, in Hungary, which was just kind of nice after being in a place like Vienna, where things are like very, very expensive. And um, Munich is Hawaii. expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well and but, Munich yeah. was very expensive. We spent a couple of days in Munich before the before the river cruise started. So before we sort of met up with our ABD group, we had spent um, two full days in Munich, actually, which we 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 love Munich. Brian and I have been several times. It's one of our favorite places to visit. So we kind of had an idea of things we wanted to do there, things we wanted to see. But as Brian mentioned, we had never been to Europe around Christmas time, and so we knew we wanted to to hit a lot of the Christmas markets in Munich, and they have a ton. Obviously, it's you know any of the major cities, as I mentioned, are going to have like dozens of Christmas markets. Even the smaller towns are all going to have at least one, and it it'll typically be whatever like the biggest churches that's where it's going to there's going to be a plaza in front of that church and that's where there's going to be a christmas market or if they have sort of a main street that is pedestrian only they'll sort of they'll have it you know there and it'll be more of like a line lining the street and that was what it was in in vienna and in um krems actually yeah very cool 
Well, let's hit the food just a little bit yeah. here. Yeah. How was the food, um, especially since it was, was the ABD was a little bit different menu? Did it help cater towards Nathan a little bit? What was that like? I don't think that the menus were all that different for the ABD side of it for the adults. Uh, they definitely did have some kids options. So Nathan got the mac and cheese on board many nights. For lunch. Uh, no, that was for, lunch. For lunch. Only. For lunch. Um, but they did have some kids options on board to cater to them and their taste. So that that was great because Nathan was able to find things to eat. And then a couple of nights, the ABD guides did kids dinner. And so they would take the kids up to the lounge so the adults could eat dinner. Usually that was like a fancy dinner night. So AMA is really known for its food. They're um, part of this organization called the Shenda Rotisseurs, which is a big dining club and it's based in France and all this sort of stuff. So they have, you know, won awards and things like that for their food. So one night they actually do a French meal to honor their affiliation with the Shen. And so um, that meal is like the, one of the nights they took the kids upstairs because they're like, well, let the parents have a nice slow meal. Um, I would say all the meals were fantastic. So we had lunch many days in the dining room and we had dinner many days in the dining room. We had breakfast every morning in the dining room. I can report, Doug, the eggs are better uh, than anything good. we've experienced on Disney Cruise Line. Important fact. Low bar, um, but good. Yeah. Yes. Although yes. it's still better if you order like a fried egg or an omelet or something oh. like that because the scrambled eggs are still coming from a vat of scrambled eggs. So. Yeah. yeah. But um, I'd say the food overall was great. The menus were usually like, like you would experience on a Disney cruise. You know, you'd have an appetizer, a salad soup, a main course, dessert, choices amongst each of those uh at lunchtime they would tend to do something fun it was like regional so like one day they brought out like a bratwurst platter because we were i forget where we were for that day but but um you know and they had wiener schnitzel on the menu one day because we were in vienna um so tried to pull in some of the local flavors uh the food was much 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 better quality than anything you're going to get on disney cruise line outside of like remy or palo okay um and so you know it's a small dining room is 150 people eating dinner as opposed to, you know, 150 people in your section. Right. Um, uh, One of the most kind of mind blowing things was at the end of the cruise, they have all of the crew, literally every crew member come out to kind of, you know, wave and say thank you. And, you know, all this sort of stuff. And, you know, there were like four dining room servers total and two assistant servers. The kitchen was like three people cooking all the food. I mean, the actual, you know, boat going officers here the people driving the boat and all that sort of stuff it was like three guys and that was it like i think and- it was i think it was five actually total because uh he's forgetting probably the captain but like yeah but one they- of them had to help in the kitchen for <laughs> yeah the- <laughs> well, when and- they were moored but but this yeah. is a, this was a big difference for the river cruise was like when we pull up to a dock there's no like crew coming down the dock to help us more yeah. like these guys just hop off and moor the ship yep. and tie it down and then you're done. They do right? everything. There's no there's no port crew, yeah, or, yeah. or anything. It's yeah. they are doing everything. And then, you know, to give you a, an idea of like so the the room stewards um so there's, you know, three levels. There's only I think three room stewards for the and whole Like two ship. assistants, I think, yeah. Yeah, and then there's um there's, you know, the purser and a receptionist for the front desk, and there is a a cruise director, but the cruise director is a little bit different role. The cruise director is like not really an entertainment like host it's more like operations kind of manager slash it's like hotel manager concierge. meets concierge yeah, yeah. It's like hotel concierge yeah. right like yeah. so 
Yeah, it's more of like logistics organizing and coordination and then giving you recommendations of yeah. restaurants or things to go but, see that that's sort of But to go back to go back to the food for a second. So the other nice thing is because you're docked in these cities like we you know there were days that we would go get lunch in one of these cities you'd have like real wiener schnitzel in Vienna uh you know you might want to go get a coffee at a Viennese coffee house or you know have lunch off the ship with the excursion right we did that a couple of mm-hmm. times too. So um you know you have that option as well. You can like disembarking this boat is like you scan your card and walk off and then you come back and you scan your card you walk and there's like no line this is not more you know, a huge shift. more like yeah. walking in and out of a hotel exactly right? yes. you had a hotel right on the water basically. Yes. well and like with and no, like the european no hotels security. well like the with european no... hotels where you have to leave your key like when you're leaving your room you leave your key and then you would like come back and get your key like that's kind of how this worked um that that's it and so you know your key of the world card or whatever i, I think they took a photo of us but it was literally yes. like a room key with a sticker on it. So um, the yeah. photo was just in case you got lost in port. They could give yeah. it to the authorities before they move on. Yeah. Probably. The, That's the only reason, Brian. The only That's why they wanted yours. The only mildly disappointing dining experience that we had, and Sam disagrees with me on this, was actually the chef's table on board, which I will say the food was fantastic. But I have a feeling when it's not an Adventures by Disney Cruise, it's a much more slower paced meal. And so... Like they came around at the beginning and they're like white or red wine for your pairing. And I'm like, can we have a little bit of both? And like, sure. And that's like the last time they kind of came around with a wine. And then the food was just like, bam, bam, bam. And we're done. Right. And was Nathan with you then at the chef's table? He was. No, he could have. So he he could have come with us for the chef's table. And there actually were a couple of older kids there. He wouldn't have probably eaten any of the food though. Um, But it actually had kids dinner that night. Yeah, Yeah, but it happened to be one of the nights they had kids dinner. We just happened to, when we signed up for the chef's table, we didn't realize it was going to be kids night, Um, but it worked out perfectly because he went up to the lounge and had like his hamburger from the buffet that they had set up there and hung out with the adventure guides. And then we were, you know, we, we had a a nice dinner in at the chef's table. I thought the food was really good. I food was agree good. with yeah. Brian. It was fast paced, but I thought that was fine. Cause I tend to think that chef's table dinners are usually just too long and too much time in between. Yeah. But this, mm, this would be like I if they, if you had dinner at Remy or Palo and they're like, you got 60 minutes, let's go. Right. Like that's not, <laughs> that's not like the dining experience you're typically looking for in those restaurants. Right. right? So, Some yeah. people would love it, but they're not probably the people that should be eating it. Really. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like exactly. that's the problem there. Yeah. But All I can't right, complain because so, it was included. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. yes. All right. Now to the big questions. I'm going to kind of, um, we're going to rapid fire All right. some questions out here to, to, to steal a line from you guys. So we're going to compare ocean versus river. All right. I'm going to give you a category okay. and I want to see what you what you prefer. All right. Um, since we're just talking about food. All right. Let's go main dining food, ocean or river. I, I got to give it to the river cruise. I mean, just the food quality was way better than anything you're going to get on a cruise ship in main dining. I'm going to say river for adult, but for kids, the ocean cruise will still beat it out. There's, there's more choices. And I would say I tasted some of Nathan's food. I thought this hamburger was terrible. <laughs> okay. All right. Ocean or river onboard snacking. Oh, definitely uh, ocean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The river cruise did not. So, so in between meals on the river cruise, uh, the only things that were included were coffee and tea and hot chocolate and like water and iced tea from a beverage. They standpoint. sometimes had little like biscuits out and stuff. 
Well, yeah, I was just doing the drinks first. The, the they had some cookies out all day long, and you know, some like biscuits and things like that. There was a tapas menu you could apparently order off of, which we didn't even realize for the entire time we were there. I um, love it when there's things that you're just like, what? Yeah, no one told me. Yeah, we realized but, that like the last day. Yeah, but not there was not a lot of like snack food sitting around for people to to get. Yeah. All right. River or ocean? Stateroom. Oh. I definitely ocean. I mean, the stateroom's tiny on a river cruise, so you can't yeah. you can't compare just because you like. We like to sit and enjoy our stateroom on an ocean cruise. We did not and could not have on the river cruise. Now we weren't. We wouldn't have been in our you know room that much. But had we wanted to spend time in our room, it it was really not feasible. So ocean for All sure. Right. I, I, River or ocean? Oh, well, go ahead, Brian. No, I was going to say, I, I, I 100% agree, but yeah, we wouldn't have been able to spend the time. We were up at 6.30 a.m. every day, and we weren't back into our room until 10 o'clock at night, so yeah. All right, River or Ocean, views from the top deck or your balcony or window? Hmm. This is a hard one because, you know, itineraries. Yeah, it's so itinerary dependent. Um. I got to give it to the river cruise. I thought we sailed past so many fascinating things to see. The sail into Budapest was interesting. Um, I feel like ocean cruising. I love that view out in the ocean, but at the end of the day, it's like, okay, it's the ocean, the horizon. It's the ocean, the horizon at sunset, the ocean horizon at sunrise. Like it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong, but it's kind of the same. Yeah. See, I'm going to disagree with Brian on this one and I'm going to give it to ocean because you got to actually see us sailing a lot. Whereas on the river cruise, most of the time we were sailing at night. So it was completely pitch black dark. So we couldn't even see some of these cool views except for on like the two afternoons where we were sailing during the daytime. We, we did get to All see right. some locks. We went through locks. That was interesting. That's cool. That was cool. All right. River or ocean onboard activities. <laughs> <laughs> ocean because there's like no onboard activities on the river cruise like all of the activity is yeah off the ship yeah although we did have um musical performers pretty much yeah. every night in the lounge after dinner mm-hmm. so that was really those were really good but there was not the variety that there is on ocean cruising for sure you didn't play trivia every day there was no trivia to play. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's funny. What's the point? Why even go? It's, it's <laughs> funny because we I know someone else who was sailing the opposite direction uh, that we were, uh, and they played trivia on their ABD, and we oh, didn't have trivia on ours. Yeah. That must be guide-dependent. Yeah. yeah. That must be adventure right, guide-dependent. do you have any for rapid fire? I, this is not on the script. Obviously, yeah. you know I'm a script person. I, she loves you, to be put what on about, the spot. What about inclusive inclusivity of like things? Oh. What's included? What's not? Because that's a big yeah, difference. That, that was, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So, river, ocean. What's included? Yeah. I mean, See, you got to give it to the river cruise. <laughs> like every everything was. In, I mean, specialty dining, as such as it was, was included. The shore excursions with Adventures by Disney were all included. Uh, the transportation to and from. The boat were all included. Alcohol um, is mostly included. When I say mostly, no, there it was only mostly. the one hour. Yeah, it was no, the one hour. But, oh, at Brian, dinner. Let me. Yeah, yeah let me yeah, finish, yeah. Brian. At lunch, at dinner, 
And during the one hour before dinner, there was like basically, they uh, they called it sip and sale. That was like a happy hour. And that's when all of your alcoholic drinks were included and actually also sodas and other kinds of beverages, right? So I that's much more inclusive than on a cruise where you're typically, unless you're sailing concierge, which is obviously most people are not, um, you're paying for every drink and every soda and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you one other category. Okay. Yeah. River cruising definitely wins on disembarkation and embarkation. <laughs> 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 because on embar- embarkation, they just they bust us to the ship. We all got off our buses. We all walked onto the ship, all sat in the lounge. They served us all drinks. And then they called us up basically floor by floor by floor to get our cards. And then someone walked us to our room, got us in our room. Our luggage was already there because that was the whole point of us waiting in the lounge was to make sure the luggage was there. And so that was fantastic. And on the other end of it, there was none of this like everybody off by... 10 like at one point they said if you need to stay on the ship until like you know two o'clock tomorrow like feel free right kind of thing um even though they were bringing new passengers on but they basically had they had a board with times and tags that were associated with the times based on your flights and all this sort of stuff and you just grabbed your tag put your luggage out and people started disembarking the ship at three o'clock in the morning and you know there were people that didn't disembark until probably probably closer to noon or one o'clock in the afternoon right but it was all based on When's your flight? We'll have a bus to get you there or a taxi cab or whatever it is. And we just, we don't want the crush of everyone getting off at the same time. So it was very efficient and orderly and, and well, practically and very you, leisurely. And you only set out your luggage and like an hour or two before you were disembarking. So yeah. you didn't have to do this whole setting your luggage out the night before in order for them to take In the it middle off of the a show. show. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. So because yeah, they didn't want the hallway full great. of luggage. Yeah. Well, the hallway was really tiny so yeah. you couldn't if you left your luggage if everyone had left their luggage in the hallway at once nobody would have been able to walk through the hallway to their room so that's yeah. the you know it's a big difference in, in how they do that yeah, yeah. was there hidden rubber duckies on the <laughs> there were no hidden there were rubber not duckies. There, were <gasps> there were no fish how? extender exchanges uh there were yeah there was how no did you survive yeah well I, there was pixie dusting but the pixie dusting was we were receivers not givers um. always and that was because the adventure guides would give you like each night we would come to our, something in our stocking a, a stocking yeah. that would have something in there it was usually like you know a small bit of chocolate or something like that um there were chocolates on our pillows still every night so you know, I don't know if that's a Ama Waterways thing or it's just because it was Adventures by Disney, but we had uh, Milka chocolate, not Dove chocolate. It's actually a uh, the chocolate on the pillow is actually a thing that the uh, American Dental Association has lobbied for, <laughs> and so that happens <laughs> for many reasons. But, uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Doug. Well, yeah. So that we got so every every night after I think the first night, every night we had something in our stocking, which was really nice. So we got, like I said, mostly chocolates. Oh, we also put out our shoes for Saint Nicholas to bring us um, mm. gifts, uh, and so that's a tradition in, over in Europe. Obviously, they mm. don't. They're the way they celebrate Christmas is different. I'll just put it that way. And it, instead of um, Santa Claus coming on the night of the twenty fourth. To the morning of the 25th, uh, St. Nicholas comes on, it's either November 5th or November 6th, depending December. upon which country, oh, sorry, December 5th or December 6th, depending upon which country you live in. And then on Christmas, you tend to get um, gifts from the children of Christ, um, which are like angels. So it's a little bit different uh, way that they, they celebrate, but even though we weren't um, 
traveling on St. Nicholas Day, we celebrated St. Nicholas Day and we ended up with these three large, we put out a shoe, each person puts a shoe out outside their door. And we ended up in each of our shoes was this very large chocolate in the shape of St. Nicholas with a big like bishop's hat on him and stuff. Yeah. It was a very strange but lovely tradition. Um, and also, two of the three broke on our, the way home. <laughs> I also I thought of two other things that are included that we okay. didn't mention. One, internet. Internet ah, was yes. included for mm, everyone on yeah, board. Nice. And it, it was fairly good internet. It was high-speed internet. And the other thing was, because it was Adventures by Disney, basically photos were included. So the adventure guides oh. would go around with their phones and take all kinds of pictures of everybody throughout. And at the end of it, they basically send you a link you could just photo dump all the photos and we must have gotten like 3000 nice. photos off that, that oh, wow. cruise. I mean, a lot of them are of other people, which is weird, but yeah. <laughs> I, I have one last question, unless Michelle has a question. Go ahead. One last question before we wrap up here. Was Mickey Mouse on the ship to meet? Mickey Mouse was not on the ship at all. Um, but there was, but there was a Minnie Mouse uh, stuffed stuffy that was a uh from munich from like the munich disney store which doesn't exist anymore and Minnie mouse would get awarded each night to a different family and what that family would have to do for the rest of that 24 hours was take Minnie with them wherever they went and take pictures of her doing the various activities um, that we were doing so this was something the adventure guys as we mentioned the adventure guys are just part of adventures by disney they're not associated with ama waterways we had five guides, three of whom were American. One was from Liechtenstein and one was from Hungary. And um, so they would give a family mini uh, who was dressed in a, a traditional dirndl, so a traditional outfit from Germany or from Bavaria, really. And uh, yeah, so one night we got awarded mini and she came around with us and uh, toured the Schönbrunn Palace. So she got to see a marionette show she got to uh, eat some strudel. Um, yeah, it was a really fun day with with We, we overachieved. You got with to our eat photos. at the chef's table actually as well. Yeah. I we believe over, I remember we, these on yeah. Instagram. Yes. Yeah. 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 We overachieved with our photos because at the end the adventure guides did a little non Disney sanctioned photo show of just Munchen Minnie's uh, 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 adventures, and uh, I think. Easily a third of the photos were ones that Sam took. So, yeah, yeah, that's right. We did. We listen. We if we're given a task, we're not right. just going to like right. meet that task. We are going to ace that task. Like that's the way that we roll, people. So that's you know, that's you, why if, we we get along. Yeah, like you guys. <laughs> that's, yeah, I'm almost afraid of how many times we would like stop. We have to feed Minnie. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> Right. Minnie eats first. Right. Minnie had to <laughs> make like sure Twitter. she tried the strudel. You know, it's yeah, very yeah. important. It's very important. <laughs> awesome. Well, it sounds like a fantastic trip, a fantastic way to do it with the ABDs. Um, I've got one more question. Oh, okay. When are you doing another one? <laughs> or have you or have you already decided or... or... Like, yeah, or are good. you going to do another one? The so, answer is yes, yeah. we will do another one. We just haven't decided. We are going back and forth about what the next one is going to be. What we we want to try a land based adventures by Disney trip rather than a river cruise. Um, we just think that the product it makes a lot of sense. Um, the, but it 
it for sure makes sense in locations where we wouldn't necessarily feel as comfortable touring mm -hmm. ourselves. Whereas in Europe, we feel like we really could, you know, do a lot of those things on our own. Yeah. We're thinking maybe Asia, maybe Africa, like there's places where we would feel less comfortable doing land-based travel on our own. And so that's kind of what we're looking at. But we really, I don't know, Brian, do you want to give some of the the thoughts on where we're going to, where we're thinking about going? Because we have like five or six, I feel like that we're considering. Well, yeah, the, the safari in South Africa, we talked for a minute about maybe, maybe like in Egypt. Um, the, the adventure guides mentioned that, um, that there were some of the trips that they could tell Disney was getting ready to pare back and kind of get yeah. rid of probably because they were, you know, undersubscribed trips. Um, so we're kind of waiting to see what comes out. I think if the question is, would we do a river cruise again? A hundred percent. I'm not sure I'd book it through adventures by Disney the next time around. Uh, and in part, because I think it was interesting, the age demographic, like I, I went into this thinking, Oh, it'll be a lot of people like us. And it was, it skewed even older than us. I think we weren't, we weren't the youngest people on board, but there were a lot of families that were, you know, they were really traveling with teens, not with, you know, 10 year olds. Okay. Now there was a family that brought a five-year-old, which kudos to them. Uh, but, you know, it was very light on the small kids and very heavy on like the, the teens and preteens. Like um, our so, family demo. Yeah. 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 And so, but, but we like, we met people on board who this was like their 15th adventures by Disney. And I was like, what? And we quickly learned that the gateway drug to adventures by Disney is Disney Cruise Line, because uh, all of them were experienced Disney Cruise Line sailors who had now gone all in on adventures by Disney. Uh, Sam and I were like, I don't think we'll be those people because that's just, it's like those these ABD trips are so expensive. Uh, but we talked about, you know, maybe every once every five years or so, maybe we'd look at doing one. And the next one, I think, will be uh, land based. Although I'm, I've been interested in the um, I think they dumped the Antarctica trips through abd in favor of doing them with mm -hmm. nat geo so we've also been yeah. kind of looking at doing one of those yeah yeah nat geo could be the way to go as well um, yeah. for antarctica galapagos yeah. i think cambodia as a uh adventures by disney is the one that i would like to do if i so could pick we heard that's that one we heard vietnam, that yeah. vietnam and cambodia we heard is fantastic we also heard though that one might be on the cut Copy list. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's the that's actually been one of the ones that we have been talking about because we've heard like that it was that it's an amazing one. Like people, the the folks that did the fifteen, um, that was in their top two. Yeah. We also so, heard the yeah. private jet tour is going away or maybe drop down to once every two to three years. You know, I mean, if you've been eyeing so that hundred fifty thousand dollar person familiar. vacation, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, all right. Well, I uh, think that does it for today. Why don't you guys go ahead and tell everyone where they can find you online? Go ahead, Sam. You do it so much better than I do. All right. Well, you can find us everywhere on social media as DCL Duo, except on Instagram, where we are DCL underscore Duo. We are also out on all of your favorite podcast channels. So whether that is Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, I don't know, there's a million other ones that I can't mm -hmm. remember the names of, but we're on all of those. We're also on YouTube. We don't do a ton of video content, but we do have some video content on there and we're trying to put out more. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find us on all of the uh, social media and on all of the different platforms. So yeah, it's easy to find us. We also have a Facebook group that's kind of... Um, a really nice uh, Facebook group that's active at, and that's just DCL duo podcast and blog. 
All right. Well, thank you very much. Everybody go check them out for sure. Uh, if you want to find us online, you can find us at Rope Drop on Deck on all of the things except... No TikTok. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> still, nope, still, I would pay to no. see coordinated dances from Doug and Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> How much, Brian? How much? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, can't use any Taylor Swift. What's your Patreon tier situation here, Doug? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not not good enough for. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so uh, go find us online. If you're looking to book a trip, you can contact Michelle at Michelle at touringandcruises.com. And that's and spelled out. You can't put an ampersand in an email address, people. You just can't. It will bounce back to you. Yeah, I, it's a public service now. Okay. All right. All right. Well, for Sam and Brian and Michelle, this is Doug, and this has been another Rope Drop on Deck.